Hello and welcome to episode 665 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Monday, April Fool's Day, and I'm your host, Justin Mason, joined by Paul Spore. Paul, what's going on? Uh, I'm first placed in the main event. Whoa, that's amazing. Let's end the season right now. I'm going to well, win the main event in first place from, from beginning to end. I'm Justin, and my wife never trolls me. Never. Your, your wife is an awful, awful person. all right well we won't keep that bit up the whole time but we're gonna talk plenty of baseball here and uh we got lots to cover obviously it's been a weekend still not a lot to do uh in terms of uh crazy actionable stuff but we're gonna always try to get you the stuff that is actionable that we can get into and talk about and so with that on the monday episode i think we're going to consistently lead off talking some main event and tgfbi the bidding because that's a jump off point to talk about the hottest pickups of the week Mm -hmm. of course and, uh, you know, normally we would uh, – if, if we had this sort of uh, podcast where we played like audio drops, this would be cue some very sad music <laughs> because uh, we're going to talk about your main event team, yeah. Justin. Can, can we pour one out from my bench? Dude, like this is not <laughs> so great. Some, if- someone uh, yesterday asked me how they put guys on the DL on NFBC. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and I was like, well, there is no DL. Though I I definitely have a DL. It's my entire bench. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have a DL. Straight, you just call legit it your reserve. The entire reserve list on my main event team. Run down. A- after Giancarlo Stan went down, so we'll, yes. we're going to obviously loop that news in here as well. So Stanton down mm-hmm. with an injury. That completed it. That's the uh, yes. seventh fact. Of course, that, that news broke this morning, so there was nothing I could do about it. Nothing you can do. And uh, you have nobody to replace him, of course. Well, no, I was actually lucky. I put a bid in on uh, – because I was looking at my team and kind of the projections, and while I think uh, my team will outperform what a lot of the projections had for it in terms of speed, I thought, hey, you know what? Uh, Gerard Dyson's going to get some extra work. Uh, with Souza out, he's been playing a fair amount. So uh, why not just grab Gerard Dyson and I can't remember. Oh, I dropped uh, uh, Luis Urias. Because... Okay, so the one reserve guy you had who wasn't hurt was actually in the minors. In the minors, yeah. But you did get an outfielder for him, mm-hmm. so you're at least not putting a dead spot for yeah. Stanton. Okay, okay, but go so... ahead and give us the full rundown there with Stanton, the other six guys that you currently have yes. with their uh, red suitcases next mm-hmm. to them. So, yeah, because Stanton doesn't have one yet. Thankfully, I'm on Twitter constantly and saw uh, someone tweet that he is uh, going to be on the uh, the IL. Uh, Scooter Jeanette, lost him. Uh, you know, Miguel Sano, Carlos Martinez, Jimmy Nelson, uh, Luis Severino. I drafted them knowing what their situations sure. were, though I thought Nelson had a shot to be ready for the start of the season when I drafted him. True. Yeah, uh, we did We did kind of come in thinking maybe it'd be a short mm-hmm. stint for him. The other like two you drafted. just skip him in the rotation one time and then put him in. Uh, and then Hunter Strickland. So uh, I am currently rostering seven injured players on my reserve list. Now, I, I should have dropped Strickland last night, and I'm going to have to make a decision this week on, on Martinez and Nelson uh, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even Sano and Jeanette. Uh, in terms of whether or not I want to continue to roster them uh, at this point in the season uh, or, or just kind of cut bait and, and make sure I have got a little bit of flexibility in case uh, another guy goes down midweek. So 
that being said, I- I'm thankful I can uh, kind of sustain this with, I-, I feel like I put together a pretty good team and, uh, you know, and that uh, I should be able to sustain, you know, this somewhat because I'm not, like I said, not rostering a dead spot, uh, but this was my main concern. Dangerously close at yeah, this point. This is my concern coming out of the main event was I had to survive the first month to get some of these guys back. And, and you so, did far, so far, it's not looking great. This is the great. tough part, right? Mm-hmm. This is, the, this is the, the worst case scenario, so I'm not trying to chastise and, and do an I told you so or anything, but this is how it can go wrong when, when you have the, the stashes. And it could have easily been where you also had, say, Vlad and Kyle Tucker as opposed to injured guys. You happen to have a couple injured guys, but you could have put two impressive rookies that you wanted to hold with a couple and then get a few guys in, a slew of injured guys, and all of a sudden you could be looking at the same thing. It can happen that fast. And, That's the tough part. And I'm going to have to, even with my active roster, especially my pitching staff, I'm going to have to make some moves here I, I picked up a number of guys that we're going to talk about here, uh, okay. just to kind of speculate. With with Strickland going down, I still have two closers in Strope and uh, Chapman, but That's I speculated good. on a number of guys this week to kind of replace Strickland. All right, so let's talk about some uh, some fab bidding here in the main events. Uh, I think the top dog who was available in most leagues actually was Colton Wong of all mm-hmm. people. He had a hell of a weekend. Um, you, you, you would see you would see this put up as an entire week and be impressed by it. He did it. He did it in a little four day span. Two homers, two steals. For a guy who went nine and six last year in four hundred seven plate appearances, he's off to a heck of a pace. Eight for fourteen. Obviously raking. Obviously best case scenario here. Uh, so like I said, he was the one that that folks were really chasing. He went for one eighty three in mine with a one thirty six runner up. Our did bad, you bid uh, on him? And our, what did he go for? Our bud uh, Vlad Sedler bid, I think, three fifteen on him in his main event, something like that. Um, so I, I did not bid on him because three fifteen. Yeah, like that's a lot, and I mean, I that's I, too much. I love Vlad though, so I'm torn. I do too. He's, he's so sharp, but I'm not just gonna listen. I'm not gonna flat out appeal to appeal to authority and just never critique. Mm-hmm. I think that's too much. I, I can't get behind that. Because, I can't get behind it either. Uh, you know, yeah. he's had playing time issues before. Colton Wong has there. They seem to always be looking to to take him out. The one thing I will say, though, maybe the situation helps that uh, they don't – there's no reason to really put Carpenter at second to get somebody in at third necessarily mm-hmm. uh, or, or to put Carpenter over at first to keep him, you know, the, you don't have that thing to really maneuver around. It's kind of set. It's like Goldie at first, Carpenter at mm-hmm. third, DeYoung at short. So second base isn't really some. But what if, some what place if Carpenter starts having arm issues again and can't throw across the diamond? That that's where Wong can potentially, and it's not like they've got openings in the outfield. They're already especially once jam-packed gets, over yeah. there. So I think that while. I, I like Wong, and uh, I've been a big yeah, fan of his. Yeah, I've liked Colton Wong in the past. Yeah, too. I've been a big fan of his in the past. So, uh, And had my team had different needs, maybe I would have gone that direction. Uh, he went for $77 in mine. Okay. Um, that, see, now that I, that's a little bit – Yeah. that's more reasonable. I can get it in the triple digits if I really needed him. I'm surprised. I, well, I also – you know, who did Vlad need? Or yeah. you know, who, was he, who was he replacing? I have no idea. He just posted a picture of uh, of his uh, of it on Twitter. 
Uh, and I, I mean, I was surprised because he didn't go for that much. Vlad's in my NFB or my uh, my TGFBI league, and I don't believe he went for nearly that much. Uh, Vlad got him for sixty-seven bucks in that one. So maybe I'm. I'm oh wait, 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 the three ninety bid you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Vlad did not. That's not Vlad's bid. Oh, okay. He was just sharing that. I think that's uh, from his league. Okay, okay, okay. Whew. I was about to freak out. No, no, no. Somebody in Vlad's league spent three ninety. Oh, okay, on so it wasn't Vlad. It was not Vlad. He oh, was okay. sharing. He was sharing that. Then I uh, apologize, Vlad. Egregious bit. No problem. No problem. So. That's but that's where it was getting crazy there. I don't think he's uh, what Jeff terms Jeff Zerman on his fantastic fab piece. By mm. the way, you're gonna have to check that out every weekend, y'all. Um, a wallet buster. I just don't think Colton Wong has that status. He may play into it. Um, I can acknowledge that if he does play all year, power speed combo can be nice. It, it's not for me though. I'm I'm willing to say that I don't believe that he's going to play into that. So I wasn't putting that kind of bidding on him. Who were some of the other top guys? Uh, or actually, let's just kind of go in this order here. Minnesota bullpen was something that was uh, what was being bid upon too. Now, May and Blake Parker were usually on teams, May mm-hmm. especially. So if Parker was available, let me know what he went for. But T- Taylor Rogers was a big one, and he went for 59 with a follow-up of 48 in my See, league. He was with- gone. He was gone in both mine, I believe. Oh wow! So Taylor Rogers wasn't even available. Uh, I'm gonna double check my main event. He was not. He was not available, I believe, in my uh, TGFBI league. Okay. Uh, so and then let's see if he went. Uh, he was By not. Way, he was not picked up in my main event league. So I'm assuming he's uh, already, uh, already drafted. Yeah, Colton Long outside. went 77 in uh, to me. I actually paid a little bit for him in the in the TGFBI. And I overpaid. It's funny because the guy who paid the 390 cut Luis Urias, and that's what I did. I was cutting Luis Urias, but I paid 377 as opposed to 390. But um, so Taylor Rogers was a hot pickup. What do you think about the the Minnesota situation? Now Rogers is the lefty. Do you think it's simply a matchup situation? But then what does that do with May? Because May Parker, May and Parker are both the righty, and Rogers the lefty. What are you doing with that situation out in Minnesota's uh, bullpen? Ugh, unfortunately, I'm avoiding, it, avoiding all. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that. I mean, uh, we were both, I think, on the May kind of bandwagon, uh, looking yes. at the skills and what he did at the end of the season last year, uh, and the fact that I, I know, at least for me, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Uh, that being said, I don't really think he's the guy. Unfortunately, uh, they used him it in might the, be the seventh. Fireman. Yeah, they used him in the seventh the other night, uh, and it appears that it's gonna be kind of a platoon situation between Parker and Rogers, which that could easily blow up really quickly. And this is a team that fancies themselves a uh, a contender. So if I'm thinking long term, then I'm gonna still invest in May because he's got the best skills. I think he's best suited for the role. I think eventually they'll give it to him. Uh, as long as they don't go out and sign Kimbrel. Uh So uh, long-term, I'm investing in May, but short-term, if I really need help right now, uh, I'm avoiding the situation and, and going to a different one. Okay, well, let's go to a different one ourselves there um, and talk about Seattle. You mentioned that Hunter Strickland went down. That was something that uh, that, that hit you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was kind of the hot closer of the week, getting getting a handful of saves right off the top there, including two in the Japan series. And so his value had actually jumped up, which is kind of interesting, <laughs> you know, for those late drafts after the Japan series who paid a premium for him. And this isn't 
something to say, well, you shouldn't have paid it. Like, you had no idea it was going to get hurt. So this, this just, you caught a bad one. This mm-hmm. sucks with Hunter Strickland. And uh, it, what's, what kind of strain is it? I can't remember. It's a lat strain. Lat strain. He's, he's going to miss a cup, at least a couple of months. It's a grade two lat strain. Uh, oh, and that, I hate that. Yeah, and that was the words of the uh, of the manager. So, oh, that, oh, oh that, that is. Yeah. That. So this was an interesting play out, though, with regards to how it was being bid upon. Because I think you had uh, somebody named Nick Rumbelow, mm-hmm. fantastic name, catch a save, and then uh, just, just a slew of yeah, not go, interesting go, guys. Ha, if you want to have a laugh, go to the uh, the Seattle Mariners roster research page and look in the bullpen right now. Oh, God, let me, let uh-huh. me see. You had guys like uh, Corey Gearin, uh, something named, what is it, Math Festa? Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach Roscup is a lefty. Chasing Bradford, chasing saves. But you know who was? Oh my God! They put them all at closer. That's amazing. <laughs> the the only two people is their Rule Five long reliever, uh, Brandon Brandon, is not in the closer picks. <laughs> and uh, someone named David McKay. And how much do you suck if Roth Resource goes? Listen, you're it. the only one that's not got a shot for saves. We know it's not mm-hmm. you. We can eliminate McKay and Brennan. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> wide open. And you know what? The the folks that uh, – the, the guy who a lot of folks think could actually be the guy coming off the DL mm-hmm. soon isn't even listed there because he's yep. not off the DL. That's Anthony Swarzak. Yeah. And he went for 69 in my main he to my boy Dust. He owned, I believe, in, in mine. What? Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Someone must have dropped him. He was drafted. Uh, okay. Wow. Someone did. Someone did bid on him, uh, and that's my bad because I should have. I probably should have. I put. I put fifty three bucks on Corey Garen. Uh, okay, so Garen was Garen was your pick in my TGFBI. He went for thirteen unopposed. Garen did. Mm-hmm. I don't think Swarzak was available in my TGFBI. So bouncing between TGFBI and the main event here, uh, we see Swarzak went sixty nine. I had four, a bid of forty five, so he beat me out. Um, let's see, did Garen go? Festa went for six unopposed to the Hunter Strickland owner, by the way. So he was just taking his cheap his cheap long shot there. Um, do you think Swartak's going to be the guy? Now, he's slated. Now, this is always, you know, tough betting on uh, injury timetables. He's slated to come off the DL this week. On Tuesday, and, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, on Tuesday. First eligible tomorrow. And they're thinking, you know what? Some of previous experience. I understand why the folks are, are pivoting to him as opposed mm-hmm. to that Group and of they six. traded for him. Yeah, they traded for him. He has to, now. He he flopped last year after the big 2017. Mm-hmm. Does that give you any pause that we have one great year, one disaster in the last two? And it was marred by injury. He only threw 26 innings, but they were a bad 26 innings. Is Swarzak the guy for you in Seattle right now? Do you think he takes it right away or eases into it and eventually grabs hold of it? I had a number of opportunities grab Swarzak. And I grabbed Gearin in all of my leagues uh, that okay. I was picking guys up uh, or picking you know relief pitchers up. Uh, and here's my thought process: one, I don't think they're going to give it to Swarzak right away. I think they will work him in a little bit. Uh, and two, Gearin has had while it's very limited uh, closing opportunities. He he did close uh, you know a few games out in San Francisco over his career. Uh, I've I've watched him quite a bit. I like him as a pitcher. Uh, and one, do we know if Swarzak is going to stay healthy? Two, is he yeah. going to be the awful guy he was last year? 
Uh, and instead of blowing a bunch of fab on Swarzak, I figured I'd blow just a little bit of fab on Girin, take that shot, uh, and and hope that maybe it works out. And if it doesn't, then I can cut bait. Uh, you know, if, if Swarzak comes in next week or this week and, you know, gets a save, I can go, okay, well, it's it's Swarzak and I could probably cut bait on, on Garen and just move on. Uh, but I just think there's such uh, implosion capability with Swarzak that I wasn't willing to pay what I thought was going to be hefty price. I think that's that's a fair assessment of it, too. I don't think, I don't think Swarzak has any sort of track record to suggest that He's 100% going to get the job. Like I said, I understand bidding on him. I thought 45 was a fair. It wasn't an all-in type of deal because I didn't need him. So I thought, I, I guess it was price enforcing, but I also thought it could it could legitimately win. I just didn't, you know, Dusty was kind of making fun of me. He's like, oh, you actually thought that bid was going to win? I was like, well, yeah, that's why I put the bid. But it wasn't like a I must get this guy kind of bid. So I guess that it was more price enforcing than um, an actual go for him type of thing. But, you know, I see how crappy he was. He has six career saves. It's not like he's closed before. He just has the great setup year in 2017 for Anthony Swarzak. So I'd be careful there. I like the idea of of just going cheap the way you did with Corey Gear. And I, I don't think that that's a bad idea there. And we'll see how it plays out. We'll probably get some more clear, a little bit more clarity this week. But it could be wide open for a while. You know, Jerry DePoto is wild. What if they what if they went and got Craig Kimbrell? How funny would that be? That'd All be that fat awesome. would be wasted. That would, it, I mean, really well, no, would be. it would be awful for my main event team, which is or not my main event, my uh, Tout Wars team, which is NL. Uh, so really need that's true Milwaukee to step it up here. Come on, you guys lost Knable for the whole season. You guys are playoff contender. Just spend the money and and you lock lock up uh, uh, Kimbrel for like two seasons. Like that's all you got to do, right? Just just give him a two year two fat two deal. year thirty two million dollars. Does it right? I think two and forty wasn't the qualifying offer like eighteen mil. Yeah, he but wants so to, he, he's going to want to get something. Yeah, but two more. years thirty, two years thirty two is sixteen million a year. That's, I mean, it's not chump change. I understand that. I think you got to get hot, upper thirties to to forty area to get him. But two forty, you can do that. I think you yeah, can do that. They just now, paid. They just paid Grandall eighteen million dollars for the year. So yeah, obviously. Hater. Yeah. Oh my god, what a stupid weekend he had. Mm-hmm. Three innings, seven strikeouts. He literally threw all fastballs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have him in my uh, my beat Justin Mason league, so that so you know that one's going it, a little better. It's gonna work out. Uh, prob- it's probably gonna work out at this point. But I was I, I thought he was overdrafted because I was like, well, he's not gonna get saves. Well, then Jeffress was ar- Jeffress was already nicked. But then you know I was like, well, Knievel's gonna have the job, and then of course he blows out, and so it's like, okay. Uh, hater drafters, uh, he, he, I'm, I might already take the L. Three, three innings in, I might be ready to be like, okay, you win. You, you got him. <laughs> okay, no, he's amazing. I, I got it. I got it. Uh, let's move to the complete opposite end of, of the spectrum as far as bullpens go from Josh Hader to Kansas City's bullpen because not surprisingly at all, nobody's going to have a shred of confidence in old Wiley Peralta. And I know it's Willie, but when you put W-I-L-Y for your name – it's Wiley, and when you pitch as erratically as he does, it's Wiley, guaranteed. And uh, he and Brad Boxberger had a hot inning in two thirds where they gave up five runs. So they're in midseason form, which is good to know. You know they are they are in a full lather here. And then uh, shock, Ian Kennedy comes in for the save yesterday, and uh, you know that was kind of interesting. 
And there was a really interesting situation with a gentleman, uh, a former top prospect, Mike uh, Kyle Zimmer, your, one of your favorites, brother, <laughs> Bradley Zimmer's brother, Kyle mm-hmm. Zimmer, who was an, I loved him as a pitching, a starting pitching prospect for KC. Injuries have just ravaged this guy. So yeah. the fact that he made his debut, I'm really happy for him. Twenty seven years old making his debut. I mean. Thank God. I mean, good for him. Like, because this was yeah. a guy who way to keep grinding it too. Yeah, because I mean, how many guys would have just given up? You, you know, could have packed it in, and no one would have. He, he got his like rookie signing bonus or whatever it was, because uh, he was a first round pick. And uh, man, for him to come back. Yeah. So he missed all of eighteen. Uh, only through 37 innings in 2017. Only five and two thirds in 2016. I mean, I'm telling y'all this. The 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 injuries that have ravaged Kyle Zimmer's career. He's 27, but he's a fresh arm from that perspective in terms of wear and tear, except obviously the injuries that uh, have beset him, but there's no mileage is what I should say on it. Um, He's an interesting guy back there. So what do you make of this bullpen? And I'll set it up by letting you know that Ian Kennedy went for 49 in my league with a 35 bid behind. Did Kennedy go and then give us your assessment on the bullpen? Kennedy did go. Um, he went for thirty-two dollars uh, in uh, in my NFBC main event league, and I believe I got him for a buck in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. If I'm remembering did, correctly, did Zimmer go? Because Dusty got Zimmer for eighteen unopposed in in my main. Did anybody go for Zimmer in your main oh, or TGFBI? Uh, let's see. Um. Uh, in TGFBI, Kennedy went for 32. Okay. Zimmer did not go. Uh, in my main event, Zimmerman went, but not Zimmerman. Zimmerman. <laughs> okay, I drafted uh, Zimmerman in my and main I, event, and I did not get. Uh, I did not get uh, uh, Kennedy in either of those those leagues. I did get him somewhere though. Uh, Do you and, think he's going to can can Ian Kennedy, you know, trimming things down, going from starter to reliever, maybe keep the ball in the yard a little bit better, not being exposed as much. He's had good strikeout rates in the past. They've definitely come down in, in recent years. Do you think this could work for Ian Kennedy where he could actually be a little bit of something for for <laughs> some time? Or I, I, did you just spec purely for some saves? I, I mean, part of it was specking purely for some saves. Uh and part of it is, I mean, there's one like kind of weird factor when we're talking about the Royals, and that's Ned Yost. Yeah. That does not do anything uh, <laughs> progressively. Uh, well, or I would say everything he, conventional. Yeah, I would say he's too conventional. Yes, yes, he's yes. super traditional. Uh, this is a guy that led off uh, Alcides Escobar for how long? Uh, yeah, I mean, no matter it, it, he had like a 280 on base percentage one year, and he was he was leading off for the the world champion but, Royals. But uh, their record when yeah. when he led off was so exactly. good. Exactly. So uh, that being said, uh, so th- in, in that regard, uh, I think he wants a proven guy and uh, you know an older guy, a guy who knows what he's doing when he's on the mound. Uh, and Ian Kennedy could be that guy if he's disenfranchised with Peralta and Boxberger. I think he could definitely be that guy. The nice thing about Ned Yost is I don't think this is turning into a committee. So right now, roster resource has uh, uh, him and Peralta and Kennedy kind of as a committee. This will get figured out because 
if Ned Yost is super traditional and conventional, he wants one guy, right? Yeah. So he's going to want to name somebody. Yeah, he's going to name somebody at some point. Uh, and so I took a shot on Kennedy in a couple leagues, uh, thinking that maybe that's who would get named. Well, I actually do think it'd be so interesting and cool if Zimmer, it you know, st- stayed healthy and did it. I just think it would take a while. So you have to be committed to kind of sticking with Cal Zimmer for a good while before it pays off. That That's kind of my only reservation mm-hmm. about picking Kyle Zimmer as the spec pick right now. Like, are you going to hang on to him? you know, to see if it comes to fruition for a month. If, if he know. was on a different team, you know, if he was on the Twins and we went, okay, we're, we're betting on skills, you you got to love Kyle Zimmer's skills. Not that, I mean, so far Kennedy has been really good too. I mean, he's throwing, uh, he's throwing 93. Uh, so far he's got an 18% uh, swing and strike rate, a 30% O swing uh, uh, rate, uh, you know, not giving up uh, much contact. So, I mean, Kennedy's looked pretty good out of the bullpen, but, for as good as Kennedy's looked, uh, Zimmer's looked so much better. <laughs> so throw, oh, yeah. Throwing almost 96 average uh, uh, fastball velocity, a 20% swing strike rate. Um, so it's uh, it's been really great, but I don't think we can bet on the skills in Kansas City. We have to bet well, on kind of what we think and keep Ned Yost will do. They suck, too. So the save yes. opportunities will be few and far between, which leads us into the last one here, Baltimore. And, and their situation. Michael Givens was seen as as the unchallenged guy and, you know, was kind of that uh, third-tier closer that folks would get just to say, oh, I have a guy. He's on a bad team. He's going to get his saves. Well, they actually got two saves this, this weekend, and he didn't get either of them. Um, he pitched two and, two and two-thirds, four strikeouts, a run on three hits and two walks. Mike Wright copped one, and uh, lefty Paul Fry got the other. Um, and there's also Richard Bleer, who's there. The what do you make of the Baltimore situation? Yeah, another lefty, yes. What do you make of the Baltimore situation? And uh, Givens, Bleer, and Wright are the three guys that roster resource kind of lumps in that closer. You picking anyone up? You cutting on your Givens shares? What are you doing? Uh, see, I think this is for – this used to be the same situation uh, that Kansas City is now where – uh, with Showalter, it was super conventional. So conventional, they didn't use their closer in the ninth inning um, <laughs> because it was a tied game. So uh, I think this is the opposite now, though. This is a, an organization that's starting to try to uh, be more progressive and mm-hmm. uh, and kind of uh, unconventional and, and do kind of maybe what the numbers tell them to do. So I think you're going to see a lot of matchups played, and I think they they think that Givens is their best reliever. And so... I think you could see him coming in in the seventh and the eighth inning to put fires out uh, or go up against stronger parts of the lineup. And so I put a couple bids on Mike Wright uh, being the righty and uh, a guy that just got a save. So who knows? Again, this is going to be one of those situations where uh, not a lot of wins in Baltimore, even though they're exactly even though they've already got two and Atlanta have zero. Um, I ex- I thoroughly expect that to continue. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to keep playing so, out that way. Uh, but if you're desperate for saves, you're an AL only. I think Mike Wright would be the guy to take a shot on. More like Mike Wrong. How about that? Yeah, I I I, I mean he he's what? Uh, oh God, wow! How is he drafted? No, I can't be right. 
What Mike Wright was? No oh, way. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. I was misreading it. He was like, he said uh, he's drafted in the third round, and then I saw ninety four. I was like, well, he's drafted in ninety. How old is he? Uh, but no, he was the ninety fourth pick. Uh, I'm very okay. sick. If you can't tell by my my voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just under the weather. Here. I apologize if uh, I'm a little loopy today, more so you know, than usual. You know who I'd I'd like if he could just throw the ball over the plate a little bit is Miguel Castro. He's got some nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, am I crazy or did he get, yeah, back when he first debuted with Toronto ages ago, he was 20 years old. They were figuring out their situation. He got four saves and, uh, you know, but he's just, he's just been one of these raw stuff guys. That was when they, when uh, the year that Roberto Osuna eventually became the guy, they were kind of trying a bunch of stuff out. I wouldn't even really spec on him in last year in like a 12 team AL only, which is a very specific situation because it's so, 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 so deep. But otherwise, I'm staying away from this bullpen right now uh, because it's just there's not enough upside in terms of saves volume of saves. Yeah, this is a team that could legitimately only win another 40 to 50 games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, so. and some of those will be blowouts because every team has has their day. Well, so they especially because their power too. I mean, they, they, there's legit offensive potential in these guys. I mean, uh, my boy, boy Renata went yard. Boy Renata Nunez went go. yard. Uh, Dwight Smith Jr. I don't know where the hell he came out of, but I grabbed him in a couple. I grabbed him in a couple leagues. He went. Uh, he went for nineteen in mine uh, to a three dollar. Bit. I think I had him, but he was too low for me. I think I was filled. Yeah, he went for 36 see. in mine. Oh, I, I bid on him in a different league, but uh, he went for 36 in yours. Dwight Smith Jr., just a quick detour here since we were on Baltimore. He's been batting second, though. I know. That's like, the that's, crazy thing. Yeah. Do you think that this can last? And what, what would be your expectation on a, on a volume year? It's it's not really skills. It's, it's going to be a volume thing. But if he gets all year here, Dwight Smith Jr., at the top of the order – is he like a fifteen fifteen? Is that what you're seeing? Ooh, I mean, here's the thing: it's like when you're on a bad team, like you, a lot of, a lot of times people go, "Well, we're on a bad team. You're not you're not going to get a lot of you know runs and RBIs," and that might be true for a guy like Dwight Smith Jr. But like, there's not a lot of people who are going to take his playing time away either. Yes, I think he could be like a fifteen ten guy. Okay, so yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I, I'd like to see the speed jump up between the two, but he's been really rough on the bases in the last couple of years, Dwight Smith Jr., and that was late spring trade with the uh, Orioles that, that netted, uh, or with the Toronto Blue Jays that netted them, Dwight Juniors. But just, you know, you see the guys at the top of the order, volume plays in your deeper leagues. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on and talk about some DL moves. We already mentioned that uh, Giancarlo Stanton got hurt, and so they put him on the DL with a left bicep strain, and it looks like uh, Quint Frazier is going to take his roster spot. You know, I thought that Aaron Hicks was supposed to return quickly, like this week. Mm-hmm. Have we heard any news on that yet about about how close he is? Or any other any other updates there? I'm actually looking it up here myself. No, I, nothing. I haven't heard anything. So yeah, literally nothing since his DL move. So with. Um, with Clint Frazier called up, first off, are you interested in Frazier himself in uh, in any league type? And if so, what is the depth? Well, had I known that this injury was going to happen, I would have put a very large bid on him uh, in in the main event. Okay. Uh, if if this Stanton news had broken yesterday, uh, because he's got a couple paths to playing time, and even 
if and when Hicks and Stanton come back, I mean, is there any reason to think he can't outperform Greg Bird? That's, that's al- a good point. Who's already getting playing time. So, uh, I mean, Frazier's a former top prospect. Uh, I mean, what's really held him back from being in the majors is one, being on the Yankees, and two, injury, and he's healthy. He's Concussions, yeah. yeah. Completely clear to those concussion issues. Uh, I I think if you are in a 12-team league or deeper, you should be taking a shot, at okay, least a flyer. you're really interested in this. Yeah, and I think there's... Okay. I mean, obviously, a ten-team league. I, I think it's a little bit more questionable, but there's there's some serious upside to this bat, uh, and he's going to be playing in you know still what what is still a pretty great lineup, uh, yeah. in a fantastic part. One bad weekend. Um, and what, I mean, if he catches fire, they're going to figure out a way to get him in the lineup. Any love for Alex Chamberlain's boy, Mike Talkman, who now looks like he could have an opportunity. Plus, he's the left-hander, so if they did platoon that spot. Uh, Frazier being the righty, it, it could be Talkman, who's been a monster in the minors. Granted, it's the PCL, so you got to take that with the copious amounts of salt. But uh, the last two years there, 110 and 112 games respectively. First it was 16-16, and then last year it was 2012 in terms of the uh, the homers and steals for Talkman. He's gonna be 20. He's 28 years old. Any love there for Talkman p- potentially being part of that timeshare with Frazier? Uh I really need to see Talkman play at the major league level before. Like, I know Alex is kind of big on him, and, uh, you know, the numbers in the minor leagues the last two years are impressive. We also have to remember that he's playing in Albuquerque. Uh, yeah, it's so which, different. It's, it's, which is a launching pad for the people, if people don't realize. And there are a lot, there are a number of uh, AAA parks, especially in the PCL, that, um, are our launching pads, but it's notably discussed in kind of the prospect community that uh, Albuquerque is one of those spots where people's uh, numbers are overinflated. Uh, and so I don't necessarily know that you want to box score a scout, not saying that that's what Alex is doing um, or that other people are doing, but until I actually be able to put eyes on him, I'm not going to invest in that. Okay, so that's uh, Mike Talkman, a guy that they got from the Rockies late. Uh, we'll see there. I, I can't quite go 12-team on, on Clint Frazier, but he is a former top prospect. I am intrigued to see him get some burn and see what he could do because he could be an interesting bat that forces himself into some more PT uh, even when the, the health starts to come back for the Yankees. So you make a good point there. Probably 15-team and deeper for me personally. Um, Daniel Murphy got hurt, which sucks because, you know, I don't root for injuries. But, hey, it's time for Garrett Hampson. Checks Is it? Yeah. Mark Reynolds. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why, Dustin? <laughs> this is, makes me really glad because I almost dropped Mark Reynolds on my uh, Towers team last week. Um, and, uh, I mean... So I have a little bit of insurance because I have a lot of shares. I mean, everybody knows if you've been listening to this podcast for the last, what, six months, I've been talking about Garrett Hampson and how many shares I'm going to have and how many shares I do have, including the main event. And, uh, like, please, Rockies, just slide McMahon over to first and play Garrett Hampson or, or move uh, Desmond to first and play Garrett Hampson. Just, like, let's not play this Mark Reynolds game uh, that being said, they probably will. 
uh, and Reynolds will have value in deeper formats. Oh, they're playing the game. He is available in still in all my leagues after this weekend. Mark Reynolds is, except for one, a Rotowire Online Championship, where my dumbass got. Uh, <laughs> because you know what? They're going to play him because mm-hmm. they're stupid. Did he go in either of your TGFBI or main event for Mark Reynolds? Oh, God, that's a really good question. All right, let's see. I'm on my uh, TGFBI one. I'll right mention now. while you're looking it up that I got him for $11, and it was unopposed, and it was for Greg Allen. And so, yeah, he'll be my first cut this mm. this week, too. Like I, you yeah, know. He, he did not go in either – my main event or my TGFBI uh, league. Uh, and I mean, I obviously we hope that Hampson is going to be the play. Hampson was so good in spring training. He has yet to uh, start a game this season, though they haven't faced any lefties yet. So maybe that changes when they start facing some lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully this isn't going to turn into just Hampson gets the weak side of the platoon. Uh, but, uh, there are a lot of lefties in the NL West, so let, let's hope that uh, he, he at least gets some run there. Uh, that being said, if you're in NL only or really even a 15-team mix, you might just want to take a shot on uh, Mark Reynolds uh, because Daniel Murphy had to fly back to Colorado to get further testing on the finger to see if he oh uh, this tore. this could be bad yeah with him so there's something called it's I believe called mallet syndrome or Malay syndrome. Uh, I don't know if it's the French pronunciation or the English, uh, in which w- it is pretty much when you tear your tendon and it won't hold your uh, your finger straight, uh, and they're oh. they're checking him for that. Uh, I was watching when this play happened. It didn't seem like that big of a deal. He made a really great play, ranging out to his right uh, on first base, in, kind of into the hole to glove a play and, and throw the guy out, uh, and stayed in the game. Like he didn't leave the game. They had someone to come check on him, but. Uh, he stayed in the game, played the rest of the way, and uh, and so it was kind of surprising to not only hear that he had fractured the finger, but that it could be much more serious. So, uh, fingers crossed for all all of us who have uh, Daniel Murphy shares. If you can cross them, that's not nice of you to say that when Daniel Murphy <laughs> can't even cross his fingers, you jerk. Yeah, I'm uh, no, so sorry. Okay. I know he listens. So we we know that Reynolds. Uh, is getting this uptick right away, but this should at least trickle for an uptick. To Hampson in some capacity, right? And, so then, you get... and then you know, talent's got to play play itself out, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. At some point, they got to just go. Hampson is the better player, even though we hate him because he's young. Uh, we we got to give him a shot. They're the anti uh, ageism of the fantasy baseball community. They're like, no, we love old players. You're old. We love you, dude. You're amazing. They're still living off that thirty ninety seven season that uh, that that Reynolds posted in 2017 and Hey, it was awesome. And Mark Reynolds still has some punch. Like I, I don't doubt that. That's really not the point. The point is you have a better option. I firmly believe in Garrett Hampson, but I want to belabor that we'll be on the show all day. Um, Joey Wendell is going to the IL and I forgot to write down with what. So pardon me on that while I look that up. Uh, we were hamstring injury. Ham- okay. So, we we never were really that sold on him. Again, this is not when I say stuff like that after an injury. It's not like see this is why because we knew he was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. We yep, can predict totally the future. Totally predict it. Yep. Yeah. No. No. That and I, I know it kind of sounds like that. So that's why Nailed I'm clarifying. It. We we weren't that that keen on him. Uh, defense first kind of guy. Age twenty eight breakout. 
solid player. Thought he was going to get some burn for sure. Didn't love his fantasy outlook. Now this injury, uh, of course, shelves him. And, you know, with the Rays, they've always got moves. Christian Arroyo, former prospect, who is also kind of a glove first sort of guy, is going to come up and take the uh, the the roster spot. But it looks like Brandon Lau, my boy, not, not your friend, you don't like him. Brandon Lau and Daniel Robertson are probably going to get the bulk of this playing time here. So what do you think about that situation? Does does Wendell being down increase your your outlook a little bit on, on Brandon Lau at all? Not really. Uh, only because I thought Wendell was going to end up being like the super utility guy and kind of odd man out of the situation anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it changes much for me. I mean, does it change anything for you? Mm, well, no, because I was already keen on Lau. Yeah, so I don't and, think. And it... So like, yeah, when he's playing, he's batting fourth, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm already I'm already good on that. You know, maybe it changes a little bit where AL only. So again, sorry for the super deep specific league type here, because I I just I'm not going to recommend in in mix to go get Daniel Robertson, but I remain intrigued by him. And so an uptick in, in if he's playing healthy, time. He's an interesting guy. He, he like they've got some guys on their bench here, and Robertson being chief among them, who would be starting on other ball clubs mm-hmm. for sure. Like they always just have talent floating around that Tampa Bay system. Uh, but Daniel Robertson is intriguing. But this have does. Have you seen Brandon Lau's triple slash? No, is it amazing? Yeah, it's uh, uh, zero zero zero. That's incredible. Nine, that, you know what? I think you were right. Games. Yep. Yeah, it seems like you yep, were right. Yep, yep, yep. You, re- you really just brought that awful. one home. Yeah, no. just yeah. He's just not good. You weren't sold on him, and, and boy, I, I, I was skeptical at first, but now you've sold me. It, You're if, right. If you want more kind of stuff like that, go check out my Roto write-up for today because I did my fun with small samples, which is even <laughs> more fun because there's only yeah. been three to six games. All right, so moving on here. We're going to do a buy or sell with some unexpected gems. I'm going to give you the unexpected gem. I'm going to get who is playing this week, and you give a buy with maybe like a line, and then we're going to go here because we, we you got to get some sleep. You're, you're, not, you're not well, so we're going to pick up the pace here. Buy or sell unexpected gems. Trevor Williams throws another uh, hell of an outing there and obviously didn't get much love last year for what he was doing in the second half, and I kind of understood it because it wasn't super skill-supported. Beasts on Cincy. Get Cincy again this week at home. Buy or sell Trevor Williams in. And by the way, this is for mixed leagues, let's say 12 to 15 teams. I am selling. Man, I, I think I'm kind of buying. I, I'm going to reassess him. I'm going to reassess him. I think I'm picking I, I, him I up. Need, I need to go th- back and kind of watch the uh... – the outing before I watched some of it and there was some more swing and miss to it, but I I, I'm, I'm reassessing Williams. This is not a, a full, you know, get him in every, every format thing, but I I think I'm buying. Let's move on. Lucas Giolito was great at Kansas city. Also had some big swing and miss in his outing here. Um, Lucas Giolito this week is going to face, Seattle at home oh, on no Saturday. No way am I buying that. I mean, uh, I, I hope for the best, and it was really nice to see his uh, fastball uh, velocity up uh, mm-hmm. to kind of where it was when he was kind of the, one of the top pros- pitching prospects in baseball. But no way am I starting him against Seattle. No so, chance. Uh, no maybe, chance maybe a guy I'm watching for the long term, but Seattle – I mean, Seattle is the hottest team in baseball. Their offense yeah. is just insane right now. 
it's a watch, not a pickup for me as well with Lucas Giolito. Jake Odorizzi uh, smacked around that terrible Cleveland lineup. He had a 52% strikeout rate in his six innings of work. Is there. that I good? That was, I think that's pretty decent. 11 strikeouts on the 21 batters that he faced. 14% swinging strike rate. Um, you know, still found a way to give up that homer. The, the one run he gave up was a homer. He loved, he loves to give up his homers. But uh, let's see. Jake Odorizzi this week has at Philly. Buy nope. or sell Jake Odorizzi. I'm selling. I know it's Jason's dude and everything, but uh, not not in Philly. Uh, not, not if he's going to try to live in the zone as much as he did in the last game. Uh, he's a... Like, it's just a really bad lineup in Cleveland. Like, Cleveland is a great team to stream against right now. Yeah, that was, uh, that, that, that was, that's a tough matchup on the heels of, of facing one of the better matchups. I agree with you. I would sell on this right now with Jay Coderizzi. I'm not going to pick that up. Yanni Chirinos, you know, kind of known as the, the, the follower type of guy where he usually gets an opener. Well, he's like, I don't need an opener. I'm facing these losers from Houston. Are they even good? Uh, <laughs> let me go seven innings of hit ball, one run, six punches, no walks. Uh, the one, the run was a homer, I believe, to Jake Marisnik of all people. So Yanni Torinos beasts on Houston, and he's going to get at San Francisco. I think that's an automatic buy right there. Yeah, you're you're you got to buy. If he it. hadn't been against them, and actually, I'm kind of interested just in general. So yep. Uh, I uh, obviously uh, the Giants are an atrocious team. They're they're worst against uh, uh, left-handers and right-handers. But getting to play in San Francisco, no DH, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice time to buy. Yeah, J- jump on that one if he's still available. And I think some of you mixed leaguers can definitely spot him this weekend. So definitely do that. Last one at Moore. Remember when he was the number one rated prospect over Mike Trout and Bryce Harper? That actually happened, folks. Go look it up. Uh, <laughs> no such thing as a pitching prospect. Did really well against Toronto. Um, they look like a team to pick on, too, especially if you're not super fastball dependent, although I will say to Matt Moore's credit, the velocity was up. This week he's going to get KC at home. Buyer sell on a, on a Matt Moore spec. And do you have any long-term thoughts, by the way? Mm, I'm going to sell. Uh, and sell long term. I just don't trust Matt Moore. <laughs> I'll buy this weekend. I have fall. I've fallen for there. Fell for Me this too. before. It's not. I, not gonna. I happen. loved him as a prospect. Um, we all loved know, him it as was, a prospect. What's that? We all loved him as a prospect. Uh, yeah, what he did to true. my Giants is just criminal. It was that one. It's it was. It is one great start. So let's not freak out. But I'll buy this weekend against KC because they don't they don't scare me in any capacity. So if you need a start, you can take Matt Moore, and he should still be on your wire for sure. Long term. I'm I'm meaning selling a, a definite wait and see situation here. It's all going to come down to the command of the fastball, which he did uh, jump back up. He was popping some 95s, and the 93.3 would be a high since 2012, so a seven-year high if you maintain that kind of velocity. So Matt Moore, someone I'm keeping a close eye on. Justin, I think we're going to wrap this one up here. Okay. I got some. I got some work. Or I got some stuff put together for some standout rookies. Let's give them a few more days, and okay. then we'll talk about them. On are we doing Thursday this week? Uh, yeah. So we're doing Thursday. We'll talk about the standout rookies. Then I'm going to put together a DraftKings. Uh, we talked about mm. doing this. I can't do a Tuesday one until Tuesday, and today is a 
disjointed slate and it's not enough time. So I'll, it'll be a Tuesday one. You'll have to follow me. On, you, know, you don't have to follow me. You can just find it on Twitter. But it's going to be on Twitter. I'll post then, it in the Facebook group, the Sleeper on the Bus Facebook group as well. He'll put it in the Facebook group, and I'll try to remember to add it to the show notes after the fact too so you can go to the page and, and get it there but we'll we'll put it we'll put a DraftKings together and then we'll kind of talk about it on on the Thursday show i will um, thank you for all the money you guys give me <laughs> it'll it'll be it's gonna be tuesday this week but generally you know throughout the, week, the season it'll be like a tuesday or a wednesday something that we can then talk about on the thursday show and also look forward to us talking about some standout rookies but yeah justin needs to get some sleep i got some writing to do so we'll go ahead and cap it here justin after one weekend uh, what what do you what's your general feeling about baseball being back despite what's happened to your uh, your main event squad or has that tampered everything and you and you just hate life? No, I, I, I watching the Giants makes me hate life a little bit because that's painful. But uh, but you knew you knew what you were getting. Yeah, yeah, and you know we have championships to console us a little bit. So uh, it's been pretty amazing. Feel attacked on that one as a Tigers fan because we're <laughs> also terrible. Mm-hmm. And we don't have championships. And we took your championship, yeah. Including losing one to us. Yeah, so I feel very attacked. So, uh, yeah, no, you should. Um, but uh, uh, it's been pretty amazing. This whole extra days off thing is a little bit interesting. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward a little bit more to this week uh, where there'll be day and night games as opposed to a day, you know, day or night games. Or so, night game, yeah. Because you know, there's someone well, who's home and awake a lot of the day. Uh, and uh, and doesn't sleep at night. That uh, I really enjoy having baseball on, you know, twenty four seven. I I love day baseball. It, it's the best. We got Archer versus uh, Wainwright right now. It's three nothing Pittsburgh. So Wainwright, eh, not it's still going so well yeah. for him. Yeah, and uh, hopefully Archer can do some things. But I am I am shook by these Friday off days. By the way, I think that that's whack as hell. Yeah. And I, I I wouldn't want that if I were a club. But it is going to make for some interesting stuff. And those of you who are in NFBC formats where you have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday that you can mess with, that's going to mix some things up. So it does add a little strategy layer, which I think is it's, kind of interesting. It's interesting too because I uh, started doing a new piece over at Fantasy Alarm uh, this week, which is I, I do the weekly planner. And so I kind of map up or map out which teams have how many games and, you know, hitters to target, pitchers to target, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting seeing some teams have five games and some teams have seven games. Seven. Yeah. That's, that's such in, a different weekly league. That's a big deal, especially if, you know, some of these teams with five games hit a rain out early on oh, in the yeah. season. So because then yeah, you're like, looking uh... at potentially having four games or even three games in, in a bad situation. So uh, it it's really important to kind of take a look at those things. I, I totally agree, and and this this new off day dynamic is going to change that and add extra wrinkles. So we'll be keeping you abreast and, and of all take that. Away situation. lots of two start pitchers. Oh yeah, that's a big big thing too. Is that we're going to see a lot fewer of those right now. So we'll we'll, we'll get you through the season on it. Hopefully uh, you're you're happy that baseball is back and and ready for uh you know the the grind of the regular season. But it's a lot of fun too. We have to enjoy it while we're in it because we're going to miss once stupid winter comes back again uh, down the line. But Justin, go get some rest, start to feel better, and we'll talk again on Thursday. <laughs>